Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast helping people to understand their horses better, to provide solutions in a calm, connected way. I'm Jenny Barnes. And I'm Mark Langley. Mark, the question for you today is from Sab. He has a very laid-back, chilled, six-year-old draft horse, chilled both on the ground and ridden. He says that he's constantly driving him forward with the flag and groundwork or kicking when he's riding and finding it really frustrating. He isn't shut down, he's connected and he engages with him in a really nice way, but he wants him to be able to move forward without having to use a lot of pressure. And also he finds that he comes back to his normal laid back state as soon as any pressure stops. Have you got any advice for him? Yeah, this is a, a common a common thing that I come across a lot, whether it be, say, an older shutdown horse that was, was not so confident and, and sort of got driven with legs and whatnot over the years that um, basically the horse has no responsibility, so it still hasn't learned to search and try. Um, you know, there's a lot of lazy, well, sorry, a lot of horses that I noticed that have been called lazy over the years that, you know, that actually when I had a look at them, they actually lacked a lot of confidence. Um, and it's just their confidence and their understanding that sort of really let them down. Um, and this is quite a, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's some interesting sayings that over the years that I, you know, really trying to understand those sayings of, um, or not so much understanding them. I sort of thought I understood the saying, but I found more depth to the saying each year. And, and that, that one particular saying that I think is a, is a really good one. Um, was I go with you, you go with me, and then we go together. And the I go with you is so important. Um, and I think when we're training horses, it's very easy to go down the road, especially when we're like like that. That I, I believe that saying come from horsemanship roots. Um, I go with you, you go with me, then we go together. Um, but then the other thing I see in horsemanship is, um, you know, pick up your energy and, you know, pick up your energy and the horse will feel that energy and, you know, move off that energy. And I, and I see that under saddle, I see that in groundwork all the time. And, and, and to me that goes a little against, um, I go with you, you go with me and then we go together. So what, what you're saying is what's happening is you're picking up your energy, you're picking up the flag, whatever. Um, you create a, a wave of energy, the horse pushes off that wave of energy and then when that wave of energy goes away, the horse just, and, and, and it's just like surfing. The problem with that, that whole philosophy on young horses that pick up your energy and move them, it's, it's, it's like a wave, it's the wave carrying the surfboard and then when the wave or the sea goes flat, well the surfboard doesn't do anything, it just sort of sits there floating and that's what happens to the horses there. Um, they're just sitting there floating for the next wave of energy to push them. Now, unfortunately with horses that lack a lot of confidence uh, or haven't got the confidence to sort of really search and seek and, and that strong desire, um, then they, they, they go flat very easily. And the problem with that wave of energy coming from behind, the wave of energy from our seat and our legs, it's pushing them from behind because that's obviously behind their, their eyes. Um, the wave of energy from the flag where you're self-pushing from the drive line forward um, it brings the horse's thoughts a lot of time back on what's pushing it. So as I say, when the wave sort of dissipates, the horse just kind of flattens with that wave uh, as the wave flattens. Um, 
So we're, we're, we're trying to create a current, like a, the horse is on a, on a natural current that just keeps moving all the time. Like you can imagine when the Murray River's in full flow, it's just a nice flow that just keeps flowing and flowing. And you can sit on that rowboat and it just keeps going. Um, that's, that's the kind of feel that we want. So I go with you, that's the whole, whole thing. That, 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 that I go with you was so important and I think it got missed a lot. So we have to get the horse to carry a thought and we follow that thought. So in training, we ask our horse, and that's why, um, so without going off track too much, is another saying, which is, um, I heard of a, a, it was a podcast of a classical dressage trainer uh, from, from Germany who um, I heard him mention, the horse has to have more impulsion than us. And that's so important. That's and that's what you're after. You know that horse that you sort of you can sit on quietly, and the horse looks like it's got more energy than you, and it's just moving along nice. Because the horses and the riders that look like they're in tune together are the ones where the rider's sitting up there nice and quietly, and just in tune with that horse. But the ones that don't look, um, you know, nice on a horse is the horse that's kind of doesn't have a lot of energy, and the rider's working, working, working all the time to keep that horse going. Um, so for your horse, to get your horse to sort of, you know, learn to, to, to travel, you've got to let it go ahead and you've got to let it have a thought change and think about what it's doing. So um, a lot of the lessons that I try and help people with, um, one of my biggest things with groundwork is I'm going to hold on to that lead rope and stand completely still until you think and shift, until you think and shift. Now, by using a lead rope to, to motivate our horse in the early stages in the leading, learning how to lead, what we're doing is we're, we're, we're actually making it possible that we can do not a lot at all with our energy and the horse is ahead of us. So by us standing very still and offering our horse a pathway through a field and then you know, maybe committing to that lead rope until that horse takes a step, it makes a thought change, takes a step, then that horse has actually kind of gone out ahead of us a little with its thoughts and its movement. And then... Once the horse can commit to that and we can follow that movement, then all of a sudden we're following along with our horse. And in training, if you sort of bring up your energy to a still horse that's not motivated, you bring up your energy in life like we're often, often told, and then you back it up with a flag, then you're actually just waving into that horse with that big wave and pushing it. And then it falls apart again when you sort of go quiet. So you'll always have that. So your horse will always rely on that wave of energy and never have its own energy. So we're trying to get the horse to go out ahead and we follow. So that saying, I follow you, you follow me, then we go together. What I've found is the less I do, the more the horse starts to offer because it's got a bit of, um, there's, there's also that lack of white noise because everything's quiet and the horse has got to figure stuff out and search ahead of us. So in our, in our groundwork, if our horse stops, we can pick up a feel and say start. If, we, if our horse stops, we can pick up a feel and say start. But when our horse is going, it has to be responsible for going. So the only thing we might put a door closed on is the horse maybe stopping and flattening, but we don't pick up our energy to say keep going, we just pick up the idea of keep going, okay? So um, even if you were using a flag, for instance, to create that, if the horse kind of stops, you could pop the flag on your leg and it might go. Um, it, and then you just stand quietly, but don't drive that energy into your horse to, to push it away. So if the only thing you said to a horse was don't stop, 
um, for instance, on it. Like so, and this goes into the riding part of it. Is you know when I'm riding a horse, sometimes the only thing I'm going to say to a horse is, "Well, just don't stop. I don't care what speed you go at. If you're if you've got the slowest walk in Australia, that's fine for me. Just don't stop." And then if we just say stopping's not available, so whether you do that through reins or legs, and and even in the groundwork, um, stopping's not available then what will happen is the horse will go, well, it's my responsibility to keep moving. And, and if you say stopping's not available, then they'll start to go, well, I'll move then. And then soon enough, you'll see a lot of horses will start to search and move and, you know, and they'll move a little faster. Okay, so, um, so to play that out on the ground, you know, if your horse kind of casually gets right back, you allow him stop and then you say, go again but do not be worried about what he's offering you because you'll find that he might give you 20, 20 go-arounds where he's kind of looking really slow, but then all of a sudden, he'll get to a stage that he carries himself, carries himself, and when he carries himself, all of a sudden, you'll find a change of, of the way he's thinking and the way he's moving. You've just got to um, put up with that slowness for a little while and then all of a sudden, they'll offer you a little bit more. So same as riding, you know, get on your horse, whether you're going to use it as a leg transition or if you use the reins. So one thing I do for horses that have become very um, dull to the legs and, and, and we've over pushed them with legs until they've just sort of blocked out to it, as I say, well, cut your legs off, you don't own legs and use your reins. So if the horse stops, you just pick up a, a rein and you hold it like with a bend on your horse and keep, keep, keep putting pressure on that rein. So the horse starts to get out of balance and thinking, oh, hang on, I've got to try and move my feet to rebalance. And then they'll move their feet to rebalance. When they move their feet, you loosen the rein a little. As soon as they stop their feet, you'll pick up the rein again. And, and, and in that respect, you're also saying, don't stop with the rein. So it's a one rein start, effectively. So you're doing, you know, every time the horse stops, you pick up a rein until the horse steers out with that rein. And then eventually the horse realizes that reins are a pathway to movement and it's the horse's responsibility to keep moving. And do that in your riding and do that in your groundwork until the horse has got more energy than you. So you can stand there very quietly and your horse is moving with a little bit more energy than you. And then when your horse starts searching and doing things, if you wanna sort of get them to go out on a straight line, you follow them. And what I've found, and this is the, the I guess, a, the light bulb moment of my training, is what I've found is the less I did and the more interested I got into following my horses, when they got the idea of carrying a thought, then I just gently followed them with my energy. And that's when my energy sort of matches their energy, so it becomes a bit like a mirroring. So we ask the horse to do something and think something, think something, do something, and then we gently go with them and follow them. And then all of a sudden, we're going with them together, and it looks like a togetherness. And then what I've found is if I interrupt the horse or step away, then the horse starts to follow me. But then when I offer a pathway for the horse again, I stand still and I offer the pathway and the horse goes, oh, I'll, I'll follow that. And then I follow them. So they get in this uh, mindset of leading out and thinking uh, ahead and, and doing something for themselves. And it's interesting because horses got eyes on the side of the head and they've got these ears that can move around really well to where different sounds come from and stuff like that is we don't want a horse focused on us, we don't want them focused on our legs, we don't want them focused on all the stuff we're doing. We, all we need them to be is aware of us and the things that we're asking. A lot of times the horse needs to be focused on the, the, the most important task. The most important task for someone might be jumping that three foot log that's ahead of them or 
going through that rocky gully or, or you know, maybe focusing on the cattle that they're working, whatever that might be. Um, but their awareness should be constantly able to pick up on us and that's why they've got that primary, secondary focus sort of, you know, switching, switching around all the time. So what I've found by following our horses and gently mirroring that sort of energy of theirs, once they've made the decision and they're carrying the thought, then it doesn't take very long that you pick up your energy and all of a sudden they'll feel you pick up and they'll just get ahead of you a little bit more and, and, and then that's when they're starting to follow your feel. So that old horsemanship thing, I used to think about it, why is everyone saying pick up your energy and get your horse to, you know, pick up your energy? And what I realise is I think a lot of people were getting to teach, you know, they were, they were getting taught by trainers to teach young horses in a way that was more so for an advanced horse. So an advanced horse has got to the stage that they follow our feel and they know how to follow our feel up and they know how to make decisions uh, a lot better and they're confident and things like that. So they're the horses that you can just pick up your seat and your energy and they just come up underneath you and, and like float like a magic carpet, I suppose. But the young horses, we've got to show them how to lead first. And that's where that, that whole theory of pick up your energy and the horse will pick your pick up its energy with you is is flawed is because to me it's more that's how a, a, a horse that's done the basics and sort of at that stage of I know how to listen to your feel is ridden but the young horses they need to as I say they need to learn how to lead and then we've got to learn how to follow them and show them that that's a good idea that's a good idea what you're doing is a good idea and that gives them confidence and, and if, you, if you take that in your philosophy, then it, it makes such a big difference. And for me, it's kind of like a big penny drop that was like, oh, the light bulb just suddenly turned on and went, ah, the less I did, the more they offered until all of a sudden, when I wanted something more, I just had to pick up my energy a little bit and they came up with me. But anyway, I hope all that sort of makes sense to you and you've just got to figure out how to apply it in different ways. And, um, and I'm sure if you sort of work on that philosophy that that, that that young horse of yours will start to sort of, you know, slowly um, get more confidence and you'll get, get more movement and and, um, and then soon they'll be sort of nice and free and and then you can sort of go on to that next stage. And you've been working with one of your own horses, Mark, it's a little bit like that, haven't you, recently? Yeah, there's a horse I've just got in that uh, we, we sort of originally bought for the kids and uh, very quiet, not a lot of desire, you know, comes in and like, oh, right, Owen. Kind of got used to leaning on pressure and, um, and no, but, but, but mind you, if you sort of took all the horses away and took him out on his own, he'd be sort of whoop, you know, off his, off his, um, off his lolly um, a little bit. Um, but then when he's in a sort of a, you know, calm environment with other horses around, he doesn't have a lot of search in him and he's learnt to lean into pressure and things like that. Um, and, and for him it's quite difficult, but it, you know, it's really important to sort of, you know, stand quite still and ask a question where the horse actually has, has that more energy than you and they start to carry themselves around you. So, um, and that's what I'm doing with him, you know, lessons where I just lead him, lift, get, like first I pick up the lead and he lifts and then I lead him around until he until he's carrying his own energy. And we'll be able to see the progression of that on the online membership soon, I think. Yeah, yeah, hopefully I'll put, it'll put together well. So people can understand how to help help their sort of more heavy horses, you know, you know, come up a little bit. So that's coming if this interests any of you. <laughs> you can learn more from Mark online through his online training videos. Just search Mark Langley Horsemanship. 
There's over 380 training videos which everyone has access to with a seven day free trial. If you like what you see, it's just $15 a month from there. That's help where you need it.